0: I would like to read the text that the Lord has laid upon my heart. I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of Luke, chapter 10, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 17. So, Luke chapter 10, verse number 17. The Bible said, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning, ask you to bow your heads and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given unto us to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that we have sensed as we have worshiped and as we have sang and praised your name. We come to the ministry of the word. I pray, God, this morning that you will pull the scales from our eyes to allow us to see what it is that you have done for us and what you would desire to give unto us. I pray this morning that you will give me liberty to speak as an instrument in your hand. You have placed this word upon my heart. Help me now, I pray, to deliver that word. Put your thoughts in my mind, your word in my mouth. Let it come forth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, empowered of the Holy Ghost. Let it fall upon ears that are touched of God to both hear and to receive in the inner man, that we may hear what the Spirit would speak unto the church and unto our hearts this morning. Let us be that army that's rising up that we sang about, full of grace and full of mercy and full of glory and full of your power. I ask you to glorify your name and edify your people. Touch us now and help us to be a blessing. We ask in Jesus' mighty name and everyone in agreement with that prayer said amen. So I want to title the message this morning, The Believer's Source of Power. The Believer's Source of Power. As I begin this morning, I want to ask you a thought-provoking question. Do you believe as a child of God that you have any authority or any influence Concerning the trials and the circumstances that you face in your life. Do you believe as a born-again believer that you have been given any source or any sort of power through your relationship with Jesus Christ? There are some people that just have the idea that they will roll through life and whatever will be, will be. There are some folks that, you know, roll through life and and their idea is that they have no influence or no control and and they are simply powerless to whatever will be, will be. But I want you to understand this morning that as a believer, we have been given great power. We have been given great authority. When When we come to Christ, we become a child of the living God. And when we come to him and we become a child of the father, then we become, amen, or we have been given or we receive authority in God, amen. And I want to just tell you this morning that the spirit of the Lord, when he began to lay this word upon my heart, I desire for your 2019 to be a little different in some areas of your life than 2018. And one of those things that I want us to understand and to comprehend is that God desires for us to walk in a certain amount of authority and power. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18 and verse number 19. Jesus had asked the question, if you read in Matthew chapter 16, he had asked the question of his disciples, and he said, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they began to tell him what the scuttlebutt of the town was, said, well, some say that you are Elijah, and some say that you are Jeremiah, or you are one of the prophets. And Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? And the Bible said that Peter got a revelation from God and he said, I will tell you who you are. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. And he says, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and he goes on to say and i will give unto you the keys to the kingdom amen and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth it'll be loosed in heaven Amen, what Jesus was saying was upon the solid rock or upon the rock solid revelation of who I am and who you are in me. I will build my church and no matter what hell does to come against it, my church will stand. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17. Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Now notice he didn't say these signs will follow the preacher or these signs will just follow the evangelist. These signs will just follow a few. No, he said these signs shall follow them that believe. That includes all of us. In my name they'll cast out devils and they will speak with new tongues and they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it will not harm them and they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That don't sound like weakness to me. I want you to understand this morning that God desires for you and I to walk in a certain amount of authority, a certain amount of power. Amen. When he left this world, he did not intend to leave a weak and powerless church. Amen, it doesn't sound, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That doesn't sound like uh, a weak and powerless church to me. Uh, it doesn't sound like a helpless, uh, amen, and an incapable or uh, ineffective uh, church to me. It doesn't sound like uh, an ineffectual and inadequate. It doesn't sound like a hold the fort uh, mentality, but it sounds like uh, that he wants you and I to. Walk in victory. Amen. He wants us to walk in victory. Some people have the idea that we could, if we can just hold out until Jesus comes, if we can just make it. Amen. I want you to understand, he said, Behold, I give unto you power. To tread upon serpents and scorpions, symbolic of the devil and his hordes. Behold, I give you power to tread. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hmm. James chapter 4, verse number 7. This is what the Bible says, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, let me just tell you, James is telling us that if we will get in our place, we can put the enemy in his place. James said, amen, resist, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. What James is saying that if we will get in our play. If we will get ourselves submitted unto God, if we will get ourselves under the authority that he wants us to walk in, if we will get ourselves submitted unto the Lord, then whenever the enemy comes, uh, that we can resist the enemy and we can repel the enemy and the enemy will flee from us. Not because of our strength, not because of who, amen, we are in ourselves, but because of the strength of the God that we serve and because of the God in whom we belong to. If we will submit our lives and our hearts unto God, God says that the enemy, when he comes roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour, he'll run into a brick wall. Can you say amen? Amen. What I'm saying this morning is I want us to understand that we don't have to be the devil's doormat. We don't have to be the enemy's doormat. We don't have to allow the enemy to walk over us. We can stand up in the authority that we have been given in Christ. We can stand up and take our rightful place in the Lord and recognize that he has given unto us power to overcome our adversary. Power to overcome our adversary. We need to understand that when Jesus left this world and he ascended back to the Father, that he did not intend to leave us weak and helpless. Uh, He did not uh, intend to leave us uh, ineffective, but rather he intended, he meant to leave a blood-bought church uh, that had been born again, bought with a price, filled with the anointing uh, of the Holy Spirit who would rise up and take the fight to the enemy. Our text tells us that Jesus said to his disciples, and I remind you that we too are his disciples. You say, well, we are not the 12. He wasn't talking to the 12. He was talking to 70 of them. He was talking to believers. Jesus said to the 70, behold, I give unto you power. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let's take that word power and determine exactly what it means. Power by definition means competency. It means mastery. It means delegated influence, delegated authority. He gave us authority. He gave us a a delegated influence. It means to have jurisdiction over something. Power. Behold, I give to you power. Let me just share with you this morning that if the enemy has been running over your life, then stand up and get up and take your authority in Christ and put the enemy in his place. Because as long as you will let the enemy run over you, he will run over you. Hello? How many of you were ever the victim of a bully? I remember in the seventh grade, there was a kid that was bigger than I was. And he was continually picking on me. And I would go out of my way so that I would not have to be confronted with this kid. And I would, I mean, he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and he pushed. And one day I had my feel of it. And I thought to myself, you know what? He may whoop me all over this playground, but I'm going to get one in. And he started his mess, and I reared back, and I smacked him right upside the nose and knocked him out cold. What I'm saying is if you allow the enemy to just run roughshod over you, amen, time and time and time again, he will just continue to do so. But stand up in who you are in Christ, uh, amen, and let the enemy know that's enough, is enough, and I have had enough, and I come against you, amen, not in my might, not in my power, but in the power of God's Holy Spirit Amen, amen, amen. Let me share a little context of the scriptures that we've read. Jesus, if you go to the first verse of that 10th chapter, Jesus had sent out 70 believers into the cities that he would himself visit at a later date. And he sends them out and he says to them, You know, go and minister, the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. Heal the sick raise the dead, go and proclaim the good news. And the 70, the Bible said, come in verse number uh, 19, the Bible said that the 70, his followers come back and and they said, even the devils are subject unto us in your name. Even the devils are subject unto us in your name. They were, they were blown away at what kind of authority they had. And Jesus says to them, he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. In other words, that's just how quickly God kicked the devil out of heaven. Here's what the Bible said. The devil said, I will ascend up on high and I will make my throne in the heavens and I will be like God. And God, just as fast as lightning, amen, bolts across the sky went smack and knocked him clean out of heaven. And Jesus said, I saw it. (laughs) That's how quick God kicked the enemy out of heaven. And in verse 19, he says, He says, He says to his children, Amen. I give unto you power. Everybody say you means me. It includes me. I give you power. That word in the Greek is dunamis. It means power like a stick of dynamite. That's what that means, power. It means power, like an explosive power. Power like a stick of dynamite. Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread upon or walk upon serpents and scorpions, which is symbolic of the works of the enemy. And he said, And nothing by any means shall hurt you. I give you power over all the power of the enemy. How many of you this morning are walking in that kind of power? Well, let me tell you this morning that if we are not, we can be. Pastor Gary, how how I'm telling you this morning, amen. If we are not walking in that kind of power and authority, it's not because of who we are, but it's because of who we belong to. And it's not our power, it is his power. You hear what I'm saying this morning. Don't let the devil, don't let the bully of, amen, of the satanic power just keep running roughshod over your life. Stand up in the power, amen, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and let the enemy know you have robbed my joy long enough. You've robbed my peace of mind long enough. You've tinkered with my health long enough and today I take dominion over you and I put you under my feet in the power and the anointing and in the name name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you resist the enemy and he will flee from you. You resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Consider with me this morning four areas that I believe the believer has been empowered. Number 1 We title the message, The Believer's Source of Power. Number one, the very first source of our power is the power of the blood. The power of the blood. How many of you know this morning that there is power in the blood of Jesus? Power to cleanse an old sinful heart. Power in the blood of Christ. And we have been empowered with that blood. Thank God for the cleansing power of Jesus. Thank God for the cleansing power of the blood. We sing the old hymn, and we sang part of it this morning. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that has the power to transform our lives. That's where our power begins. That's our. That's where our source of power begins. Uh, amen. We sing another old hymn around here. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Uh, another old hymn says, uh, there is a, a fountain drawn from Emmanuel's veins uh, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all of their guilty stain. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that has the power. Amen. To give Give us dominion over sin. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, the Bible said God speaks through the prophet and he says, Come now, let us reason together. saith the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. Amen. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 18 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruption things uh, such as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ uh, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot First John chapter 1 and verse number 7 says if we walk in the light uh, as he is in the light uh, we will have fellowship uh, one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ uh, his son cleanses us uh, from all unrighteousness righteousness Uh, Amen. Revelation 1 and 5 said unto him uh, that loved us and washed us uh, and cleansed us in his own blood I came to tell you this morning uh, that the believer's source of power starts with the blood of the lamb Amen. Mm. Amen 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 It starts with the blood of Jesus, there's cleansing power In the blood of the Lamb. There's overcoming power in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 11 said they overcame him. They who? The saints. They overcame him. The devil. How? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There's cleansing power. There's overcoming power in the blood. But there's also protecting power in the blood of the Lamb. There's protecting power in the blood of the lamb. Do you remember when God got ready to bring that final plague upon Egypt? And the death angel was about to go through the land of Egypt and kill the firstborn of every living thing. God said to the Israelites, you take the blood of a lamb and put it upon your doorposts. And this is what he said, and the blood of a Exodus 12:13 And the blood shall be for you a token upon your houses where you are And when I see the blood I will pass over you I said there's protecting power in the blood of the Lamb. I know it sounds old-fashioned and maybe even outdated this morning, but I believe it's time that we apply the blood of the Lamb to our heart. I believe it's time that we begin to plead the blood over our children and plead the blood over our grandchildren and plead the blood over our hearts and our homes and our life because there is cleansing power. There is overcome power and there is protecting power in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ mm. the source of the believer's power starts with the blood of the Lamb hallelujah thank God for the blood of the Lamb the second source of that power is the power of his word the power of his word. He has given us the word of God to live by and to uh, appropriate his promises. He has given us the word to direct us and lead us and guide us. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 7 concerning the word. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, now get this, you shall ask whatsoever you will, and it shall be done unto you. How many of you think that sounds pretty powerful? I mean, that sounds pretty powerful. Do we always live up to that? Not so much. And it ain't, it ain't anything on his part. <laughs> Hello? Hello? he said if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16 Paul said I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for there in the word of God is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What Paul was saying was I am not ashamed of the word of God. I'm not ashamed of the word of God because it is the power of God. I came to tell you this morning that he's given us the power of the blood and the power of the word of God to live by. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12 said, The word of God is quick and it is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse number 14 tells us that God's word is a devouring flame of fire. Jeremiah 23 and 29 tells us that God's word is like a crushing hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse number 7, amen, declares and illustrates unto us uh, that the word of God is a life-giving force. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 7, Paul said, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word." Word of God, what I'm saying this morning is that the Word of God is a weapon of spiritual warfare that we can use as a source of power against our adversary, the enemy. Mm. How did Jesus defeat the enemy when when the devil came to tempt him? Uh, Jesus was hungry. He had been fasting for 30 days, 40 days. The Bible said, and the enemy came to him and said, if you're the son of God, turn these rocks into bread. And Jesus said, it is written. That was my sword. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What did Jesus use on him? He used the word. He used the word. You hear what I'm saying? We need to to use the word of God as a source of power to defeat the enemy in our life. Let me just tell you this morning that the believer's source of power starts with the word and it carries over or it starts with the blood and it carries over to the word. Number three, we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, the believer's source of power, the blood, the word, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. We have been given the power of God's Spirit inside of us. The power of God's Spirit inside of us. Now, I will tell you right up front, there have been times when I could not stand on my own. There were times that I faced certain things that I would felt weak and felt insufficient and felt like I could not make it. And there was something down on the inside of me that came alongside and stood me up and looked the adversary and looked the enemy in the face and said, Not by my might, not by my power, but by his spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. Let me tell you, we've been given the anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is what Isaiah 59 and 19 said. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. How many of it have ever had the enemy just try to flood your life? When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Do you know what a standard is? It's the banner through which an army fights what God is saying, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the enemy starts attacking, the spirit of the living God will raise up, amen, a standard will raise up an army inside of you and look hell right in the eye and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It may not look like I got a reason to shout, but it ain't over yet. Amen, may not look like I got a reason to praise God, but it ain't over yet. Not. By my might, not by my power, but by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I will overcome. Mm. I'm going to get happy here in a minute. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. When we feel overwhelmed with temptations and when we feel overwhelmed with enticements of the enemy, the Spirit of God lifts up a standard against him. When we feel overwhelmed by trials and hardships and distresses, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. When we feel overwhelmed by turmoil and turbulence in our life and chaos, all about the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. This is what Jesus said to his disciples when he got ready to leave this world. You'll find it in Acts chapter 1. The Bible said that he led his disciples out of the city of Jerusalem. And they were standing there and said, now, Lord, tell us what time, you know, the kingdom is coming. He said, that's not for you to worry about right now, but I'm going to go to my father. And he says to them in verse number eight, after I leave, he said, but you, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. What's going to give them that ability? This supernatural infilling of the Holy Spirit. That same word power in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is that same Greek word dunamis, dynamite. You're going to receive some dynamite in your spirit. You're going to receive some explosive kind of power in your spirit when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Thank God that we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Thank God that we have been empowered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the divine strength of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10, Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What's he talking about? He's saying, don't try to fight this battle in your power. Don't try to fight this battle in your ability, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How can we be empowered by His might? By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse number 27 said, The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I like that. I like that. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Let me just tell you, I couldn't do even half of what I do if it wasn't for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the divine anointing of God that gives ability that we do not have. It's the anointing that destroys every yoke and destroys every shackle. It is the anointing of God that breaks every chain that we sang about. It is the anointing of God that will remove the restrictions and bring, amen, liberty and reduce the limitations. It is the anointing of God, amen, that destroys every shackle and every chain and every burden and every Every bondage and every obstruction and every opposition and every imprisonment. It is the anointing of God that will set us free where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Mm. And when we are walking in the anointing of God, we can be free because of that source of power. Don't allow the enemy to limit you and hold you down and cause you to feel like whatever will be, will be. You have a God on your side that has delegated some authority to you as a believer, and we need to rise up and walk in that authority this morning. Finally, the fourth thing that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart, the source of our power, the blood, the word, and the spirit, the the fourth thing that that, that gives us a, 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 a source of power is his name. His name. We have been empowered by the name of Jesus. We sang that song, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. This is what the Bible says about the name of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 8 through verse number 13. It says, And being found in fashion as a man, talking about Jesus, he came from heaven, was robed in flesh, being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself, and became obedient, the Bible says, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, wherefore, because he humbled himself and he got in his place and he did the will of God, wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in earth, of things in heaven, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I like that part where it said that God has given him a name that is above every name. He's given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, everything in heaven, everything in earth, and everything under the earth is going to bow at that name. That's power. That's power. And here's the beautiful part of it. Amen. When we mention his name, devils tremble. When we mention his name, mountains are moved. Uh, When we begin to call upon the name of Jesus, uh, victories are won. Uh, Prayer is answered. Captives are set free. Uh, Sinners are saved by the grace uh, and the mercy of God. And saints are baptized uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, in that name. And the beautiful part about it is he has given us the authority to use his name. Hello? He said, when you pray, don't pray in your name. It won't ring any bells. You pray in my name. When you approach heaven and you need something from the bank of heaven, don't sign the check with your name. You sign it with my name. My name has some clout. Can I give you some scripture? John chapter 16, verse 24. Jesus said, hitherto, that's old English for up till now. Hitherto, you have asked nothing in my name. But he says, going forward, ask in my name. And ye shall receive that your joy may be full. John chapter 14 verse number 12 through verse number 14 he said verily verily I say unto you he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father and in verse 13 he said and whatsoever you shall ask in my name that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son and verse 14 he clears it all up and says if you ask anything in my name I will do it and he gave you and I the power to use his name my wife and I we You know, we we get a check and somebody, you know, writes a check or something. We get something from the IRS or whatever, and 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 she said, This check requires your signature. And I said, Go ahead, you can use my name, just sign it. Just sign it. She said, Is that can you do that? I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm the only one that can press charges. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? I give you my authority to sign my name. That's what Jesus is saying to us. I'm giving you my authority to use my name. When you pray, you pray in my name. My name will open heaven's gate. My name will cause devils to tremble. My name, amen, will get the job done. When you come, you come in my authority and in my name. I came to tell you this morning, don't be the doormat for the enemy. Amen. A doormat usually has welcome written right on top. If you're tired of being the doormat for the devil, yank up the mat, stand up, rise up in the anointing and in the power that God has given you and begin to walk in that power. I have said this before. Let me say it again. God's people ought to be victory looking for a place to happen. I mean we ought to, we ought to be looking for a place to just explode for the glory of God. Now the enemy will make you believe that you know you are you are helpless and you are powerless but it's a lie. It's a lie. Jesus said behold I give to you power power to overcome sin Through the blood, power to overcome sickness, power to overcome troubles and trials and circumstances. Let me just tell you this morning, that power is able to calm the storm in your life. That power is able, amen, to speak peace, be still. That power is able to do whatever you need for it to do in your life. Don't allow the enemy... To keep you in oppression. Let God arise in your spirit. And let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise in your heart this morning. And let his enemies be scattered. The believer's source of power starts with the blood. Continues with the word and with the Holy Spirit. And through the power of his name. When God began to lay this word upon my heart. See, you know, it, it's real easy for us to sometimes just fall into the, the category of whatever will be, will be. I can't control any of this. And much of that is, is, is very true. We're looking at it in the natural. Stop looking at it in the natural and begin to look at it in the realm of the spirit. And in in the realm of the Holy Spirit, you have been given authority and power in Christ. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Let me just ask you a question. If Jesus himself were standing here this morning and said those words directly to you, would it change your life? If Jesus were standing here this morning and said directly to you, Behold, Shelly, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Behold, I give you, Georgia, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Would it change your life? Would it change your life? Let me. that's what he's doing here this morning. He's telling us that we have been given authority and power to rise up in the name of Jesus, in the power of Almighty God, and have victory in our life. The enemy may come in like a flood, but he will raise up a standard against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against his church, who takes up their authority in Christ. I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to empower you and help you to understand, encourage you to understand that we have been given great, great power, great ability, and great authority in our relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know what 2019 holds, but I, I know who holds me. Hello? I I know that I may not be sufficient in myself for some of the things that arise in 2019, but I know he is all sufficient. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads, please. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, help us this morning to understand that it is in you and through you that we have been given great authority. We have been given jurisdiction over the devil. We have been given delegated strength and delegated authority over our adversary. Help us to understand that this morning and then Father, I pray that you will Help us to simply rise up in who we are in you and take that place of authority and begin to walk in that authority as we move forward into this new year. We ask it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and maybe you are here this morning and you would be willing to slip up your hand. And say, Pastor Gary, I've been I've been I've been letting the I've had the welcome mat out. I've been letting the devil run right over me for a few, yeah. God sees some hands. I, I I've been I've been letting the enemy just run roughshod right over me in some areas in my life. God sees those hands. God sees those hands. Maybe you're here this morning and you would be willing to slip up your hand at just as a just as a testimony to the enemy and tell him, you know, you've you have had your way long enough, not no more. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not, not no more. I take my authority in Christ Jesus. I stand up right now in Jesus' name and I take my authority over my household, over my family, over, over the circumstances and situations that have come. Not by my might, not by my power, but by the Spirit of the living God, I shall overcome. In Jesus' name. Not my name, but His name. Mm. My God. My God. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every bondage. Break every bondage. Set every captive free. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, minister to every individual that has lifted their hand. Let them rise up. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you did not leave us on earth powerless, weak, holding some kind of fort down waiting for your return. No, you empowered us. You delegated authority to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us rise up right now in that strength and in that power and look all of hell right in the eye. Amen. And devil, the devil we're going through and the victory belongs to us. You may kick and you may fight, but we have already won the war. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Stand to your feet this morning. And as they play, go ahead and sing.